0: There's a reason why you separate military and the police. One fights the enemy the
1: state, the other serves and protects the people. When the military becomes both, then the enemies of the state tend to become the people.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn on Me cast, episode 26. I am your host, Kali Fadams, and I am joined with Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, Cicero? I am doing well, sir. Uh,
0: Episode 26, lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, We're going to get into it in a second. But before we do, we've got to introduce our our guest du jour, guest of the week, uh, the... The multi-time guest with the mostest, uh, Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com and Operation Cubicle. Sharif Jackson, how are you today, sir?
3: What's going on, people? I'm doing really well, y'all. The weekend's here. Going to get some gaming in, so I look forward to uh, talking with you, gentlemen. should be fun.
2: I thought that for a hot second you were about to sing Jeanne. <laughs> I could sing Jeanne. I don't know
3: if this is that kind of podcast. The party's but... right,
2: and the weekend's here. It's time to right. get down. Let's a party. Mr DJ I could do that. Or I could do the Buster Arms. Do the Buster Arms part. I'll pay you.
3: It's a party (laughs) Let's get it on tonight. Get it on tonight, (laughs) y'all. So we could do that
2: oh that just, bus of bus that just yeah he is he's is all the bus right now he' is like two hundred. <laughs> he's like 345 pounds of bus right now. yes 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 he's yeah bus, he's kind of
3: sad right now but hey yeah. he 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 dropped some classics so I guess he could afford to be sad now no yes. doubt what no was doubt. he
2: doing he's doing like some crazy Toyota commercial what kind of car commercial is he' doing
3: oh, I don't even remember the it was like some kind of SUV where there's like a bunch of white people like rapping right. in the commercial and he, it's not a a y'all y'all y'all
1: y'all Yaris Oh uh, <laughs> really? You just did a yah wow.
2: yaris? Wow! Wow! I get points. You know this is. what I'll give you. I'll give you at least points because that was. I would have never, <laughs> never thought to pull that <laughs> out of my bag. Oh puns! I could see it though. I get it. I get it there now. There you go. I get it now. There you have his dreads popping out of the moonroof. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of dope. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Um I'm happy we're I'm happy we're getting some laughs in. It's been a really right. crazy week. Uh I'm sure all of yeah. you have heard most of the crazy news that's been going on in the world today. Uh, especially the stuff that's been going on in Ferguson um has been really uh difficult to listen to and difficult to absorb and seeing people, you know, kind of held hostage in their own neighborhood has not been amazing. Um so we want to kind of you know, give give a quick shout out to those folks and, and hope that they're doing OK. It seems like things are calming down now with the, the transfer of power from one uh, grouping of police officers, to the highway police. Uh, but it seems also like there are some new elements of this story that are kind of kind of kind of shady that have come out of late as well. Right. Uh, so we want yep. to so we want to we make sure that we, we give our good vibes to everybody out there who's been paying attention to the story. Uh, people who have been marching, people who have been rallying, people who have been in those neighborhoods affected. Uh, We hope that you're still safe, uh, and we hope that you guys are fighting a good fight, and we're here to support you in any way that we can. Um, How have you guys been? You guys have been okay uh, with all this craziness that's been going on? Reef?
3: No, man. It's been tough, man. This has been a really hard week for me. Um, I've been pretty unproductive at work. Um, It's been really stressful because I don't feel like I can really talk to people at work about Mm -hmm. it. Kind of just been doing a lot of tweeting um i went to one of the uh national moment of silence um visuals that was organized by like feminista jones i went to the one in milwaukee last night um and you know kind of connected with people in the community about that but yeah it's just been tough man like you know just being a black man you know it's just you just constantly get reminded that you are always a suspect no matter what you did what you're doing, where you're walking. It's just always a situation, so it's definitely been a very stark reminder of that. It's been a very, very tough week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I, I,
3: you
0: know, I, I didn't get a chance to go down to the M-O-S uh, down in Chicago yesterday. Um, but you know, the 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 one of the things that when you live in a a mostly white suburb of Chicago, which you know has has its own uh, race issues that it's dealing with, and, and um, levels of tragedy um, regularly happen here in Chicago uh, when it when it comes to people of color, uh, specifically black males. Um, you know, I, I constantly am hyper vigilant um, when it comes to where I am, who I'm with, what I'm doing, uh, and 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 you know, always preparing myself. For that eventual case of what I, what I have to do, what I have to say in case I get pulled over, just in case. Right. And, and, you know, and obviously we all do that to some extent. Any, any, you know, any black male that has managed to, to, uh, navigate the minefield that is, you know, their late teens and twenties in urban America and, and has, has survived it, especially without making it into the prison system. Um, definitely has to do that, uh, on, a, on a, you know, a normal basis. Um, but, it, you know, the, the thing, the thing that leaves me helpful and hopeful in, and in, in light of all of this tragedy and, you know, all this, these tragic events is that the rest of America, um, you know, read white, white people, um, have a chance to, to see, you know, especially with what, you know, what happened with the reporters that were down there um, you know they get a chance to see exactly get a, at least a little taste of what it's like to be um, a black person in in this country where you are just you're treated unfairly because someone feels like treating you unfairly right um, and and you know unfortunately for us we have kind of we've we've almost become numb to the fact that that's the treatment that we're, we're going to expect that, that, that being treated like a citizen is, is more the exception and not the rule uh, for, for, for us. And, um, you know, so I read a couple of of really interesting statistics um, over, over the course of the last week and 10 days or so. Um, One is that a, a, as of 2012 or 2011, a a black man was killed once every 28 hours in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now, I think as of 2012, it's now up to 36 hours. So it is getting better instead of being killed, you know, just over every day. It's every day and a half. Um, the other is that there is a study that came out that was posted on CNN um, that law enforcement kills on average two black males every week last year. Um, wow! So two two uh, male black people die by the in, at the hands of of the police twice a year, which is you know disproportionately higher than everyone else. Right. Um. And and, and another another really funny kind of anecdotal story that's not funny um, is that. You know, a, a white guy can go into a crowded movie theater and and shoot and kill 20, you know, shoot and kill 20 some odd people and live to tell the tale and, you know, wind up in the back of a squad car and an unarmed black man winds up dead on the
2: street. A dude with a a gun in his in a, in a what was it What was the Crawford story. A, a, a young black man was in a store. And he had a toy gun yeah. in his hand, and he was killed right, in right, the store right in well, the
3: well yeah, and like it was a store that sold toy guns toy gun right, so it wasn't right, like he right, just brought right, a gun right, into a random
2: place right right right, so he was walking
3: around right. with merchandise from the store <laughs> right
2: right, yeah, it sounds like st- right. like when you hear these kinds of stories, you're like, what is the world like what world are we really living in it doesn't it right. sounds like things that are coming out of you know fantasy. That, that you hear some of these stories and right. some of the right. reasons yes. that people have yeah. lost their lives just for being people of color and being black, right. being black men. Right. So right. it's <clears throat> again, we want to want to give our, you know, condolences to his family and to all the families of people who are who have yeah. lost people unreasonably for no reason at all. And and hopefully they're they are grieving and, and are, are healing in some way. Um, yeah. But we also want to make sure that people have the information. And you know, we do a game gaming podcast, but this we we are black men first, <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> like exactly. that's that's the crazy that's the that's the crazy right. thing. You have to you have to right. understand that as a as a part of the process. So yeah,
3: and, yeah. and you know, and, and uh, go ahead, go ahead, Reef. I'm sorry. No, I was saying. I mean, it definitely affects us because these people that get killed are. Gamers, scientists, right. engineers, right. Right. Uh, comic book people—like right. pe- there's all, de- like there's no f- filter of being profiled if you're black. Like you right. could be successful, not successful, rich, poor, whatever. So I think right. it does affect, you know, all of all all content creators. You sure, know.
1: sure,
2: yeah. It could be. It did, and that's the crazy thing when you think about it is like when I went to one of those as well and one of the conversations that was being had was like you know one of one of inclusiveness which I really appreciated but I also wanted mm-hmm. to let people know that as I'm saying these words to you I, you know I want people to be on our show I want I want our show to be a, a diverse uh, uh, audience uh, show and, and I want people from all creeds to be able to listen to our show but you do also I want every people to know. Mm-hmm. I could be one of those people yeah, absolutely. at yeah. any time, at any, at any moment, at any absolutely. moment. I can be one of those yep. stories you hear on the news right. one night just because right. I was walking home and a cop decided he didn't, that he was upset. Right. So I want people to right. kind of ingest that, understand that, and, and think about that when you listen to this podcast and when you listen to yeah. all podcasts from people of color, especially men of color, that it can really be. Any one of us. Any,
0: any, any one of us. Any one of us. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I will, I will echo all of those, all of those sentiments and I will say this, uh, black people, and you know, I'm talking to us right now. This world star shit, this ignorant trend of celebrating and bathing in the type of ignorance uh, that we have been, that's kind of really gotten uh, out of control as of late. It's got to stop. It's got to stop because this is the reason um, or or at least at least this exacerbates the the uh, or at least justifies people's attitudes towards us. Um, the, the reason that f- someone can feel justified in. Murdering a man in the store because he's carrying around merchandise. Um, And the reason that a young man uh, can 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 be gun literally gunned down in the street as he's holding his hands up is because we celebrate people punching each other in the face. And anytime something, anytime something ridiculously ignorant happens. Someone shouting world star. We've we've got We've got to stop doing that. We've got to start turning around and looking at what we are and who we are and have some culpability and understand that that we are at least partially responsible for how people how people perceive us. Um, so so please think about that as we go further, you know, as we move further away from as the emotion kind of dies down from these events and and we look at ourselves um, and, and examine what we can, you know, what we can do to be to do and be better. Let's not, you know, let's not let this opportunity uh, be wasted.
2: Um, so. I would I would add really quickly uh, before we start moving on to to other okay. other stuff. Um, I would I would push back a little bit on that only for yeah, for a hot for say. a hot second, mm-hmm. and that's only because I will say that we as a people don't have the leeway that other people do. Oh no, yeah, we definitely don't. And and I the, the example I always give folks is that. If Jackass on MTV was was run and and starring oh, black yeah, of people, course. of course it would have never been on television. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but, uh, of course. but 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 I will say this because I because because to a certain extent, I I feel that yes, we do have to start owning our own images and our own right. music and our own um, visibility in the greater scope of what we are putting out in the world. Right. But I will say. That to a certain extent, even if that's the case, it doesn't matter because if people right now feel that you're a threat, you could have been in, you could have been in a suit and you would have still been a threat. You could have been in any form. You could have, you could have, that's the thing is like, we've seen it time and time again where people have been in normal, not quote unquote normal, but in, in, in non, uh, I, I guess, Stereotypical wear or stereotypical right. attitudes, or or or, Absolutely. and still have been gunned down. Reef, Reef, I let you, I'll let you jump in on that real quick. No,
3: I was just gonna say that this type of targeted violence has existed way before World Star. Right. Sure. Sure. So, sure. Uh, while World Star is definitely a problem, it's not the core issue.
0: Oh no, 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 not at all, not at all, not at all. Mm, and that's it's... you know, I you know, and if if anyone. Was listening to what I had to say and perceived that to be the case. That is not what I'm saying at all. And you know, one of the what I guess a kind of a, an a, analogous to what I'm saying is the the like um, I, I've said this about uh, our president uh, many times in the past the reason that uh Barack Obama became the president of the United States is because he had to run the greatest campaign, the most perfect campaign that anyone's ever run in the history of American politics. And he understood that he didn't have the leeway. He wasn't going to be given the leeway that most candidates have. Right. He had to, he had to be scandal free. He had to be squeaky clean. And that's, you know, I mean, that's the thing that we have to understand is as, 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 Young black professional men, you you know, the three of us here on the show and and those of us that are listening. um, I'm I'm sure you've heard those comments from your, you know, from your parents as you as you were growing up, that you have to be twice as fast, as smart as, you know, as twice as everything as the other guy just to get to the same place. Yes, Um, we 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 all have to understand that we you know, it's it's we don't get a fair shake, right? And because we don't get a fair shake, we always have to be cognizant of if you get caught slipping, you know, it's not fair that you, you know, that you weren't able to do the same thing that Billy was able to do. I agree. But you let yourself get caught slipping. Yeah. Because you know better. Right. And we as a people should know better. The world isn't fair. It's not, it's not built for us as it currently stands. And we have to do better because we should know better.
2: Mm I can agree. I can agree with some of that. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think it's. I think it's a fine line b- between that and what most people would call respectability politics. But I think right. that to a certain extent, we as because I always I always hear that argument, and I and I and I nod my head to it because. When I think about what we're putting out in the world and what, how we're acting and how and because, again, we're not a monolith, so it's all right. individual acts right. that are happening in individual circumstances. But the outsides of our community see those things and they already had those people, you know, the people who are already inclined to be racist will already just sure. feel like those things will, will fit right back into those molds. Right. But I always frame it as don't do this for white people. Do this yep. for yourself. Mm-hmm. don't totally agree don't don't frame these things and do these actions and 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 you know you know tighten up and straighten up because white because you're wondering what white people are going to think about you do this because you want to be respected in your community because you sure. want people to, to, to hold you in a, in, a, in a respectful manner and that and, and that you will be uh the force that you can be in the world that you that you know you should be um, absolutely so i think with that uh we're gonna we're gonna right. move on I, to some other stuff unless you're right one well more
0: thing. I, I was i was i was gonna say uh you know speaking of speaking of uh getting caught slipping oh my
2: god
0: yeah so your boy stubby stan got caught slipping in last episode in the last episode episode 25 um uh danny pena from gamertag radio came on wonderful wonderful cat we uh, so appreciative to him and uh like you know like we said in the episode to him and and to to the rest of his crew over at game attack radio big ups to them um uh, you know let me apologize to danny and and their crew and any new listeners that we may have had um as a result of danny being on our show um my audio was terrible i mean there's there's no if ands buts about it there was uh you know, I, I, I I dropped the ball on that. I feel terrible about it. Um, I'm really, really sorry to everyone who, you know, we have a level of quality that we, you know, that we expect, um, when we, when we put our shows out and I didn't meet that, I didn't meet that standard. Um, and I got caught slipping and it was my fault. The blame, the blame is 100% on me I will I I will redouble my efforts to make sure that I do better for us and for you, because you guys deserve better from from me.
2: So basically, you're promising that every show from now on your audio will be in 4K. Yes. yes. 4K audio. Yes, nice. exactly. 4K. Stash, hashtag 4K stand right right yes yes i
3: hope i I hope you look forward to downloading that 4k (laughs) audio right right exactly (laughs)
2: we'll be we'll be implementing uh google fiber hangouts we'll be sending out invitations (laughs) to google fiber once we go 4k just want you all to know that yes um i guess i guess the other persons uh that we caught slipping this week was polygon yeah big site from the vox media crew got caught out there this week um with a story that ran yesterday, I believe, Uh, that ran yesterday that was talking about weirdly made a connection between watchdogs and what's going on in Ferguson. I I don't understand, for one, when they decided this was going to be a smart move to put this post up first with the... uh, Let me see if I can read it really quick, because what they did that was really slick was they ran the article first, uh, which, which was titled... What, what watchdogs can teach us about the situation in Ferguson uh, Charlie Hall is the person who penned this article and the internet lost its shit people were like what in the hell are you doing trying to connect watchdogs of all things to what's going on in Ferguson and they have the kind of iconic picture of the one black dude in his blue shirt standing on the sidewalk with like guns pointed at him like he's about to get hit with the firing squad um, so they run that in the beginning of the day, and then later on, once the once the whole thing blows up, they switched they switched the title of the story to make it more p c and kind of more manageable, and they switched it to mass surveillance watchdogs and the militarized police uh police when strapping cameras on people is a good idea, totally switched the connotation of what that story means into something totally different, and it was terrible with both (laughs) both titles the article was shitty on both ends either way um i know you guys read this what did you think of these go ahead go ahead uh see you go first
0: all right well so i will say well one don't leave danielle rendo out um i'm not sure if i'm saying her name right but she is also on the byline for this article Oh, you're right um and uh When I, when, when you first brought the article to my attention and I read the headline, what watchdogs can teach us about the situation in Ferguson, um, it, it, what I thought they were talking about was that both situations were racist as shit. (laughs) Uh, um, so, because that was immediately the parallel that I was drawing and and you guys can go back into our archives to see um to hear about what I've how I felt about watchdogs and their portrayal of people of color and in, in, in that game um actually, I think the three of us talked about it on on uh, on a, on the same show
3: yes we so, um,
0: so yeah, so the the article itself, was was really weird um there was th- there was a the loosest of connections at best um basically you know the 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 uh t t l d r version of it is is in watchdogs there are cops with cameras and in ferguson cops had cameras
2: so oh, they, oh, they, they I didn't mean, have cameras.
0: Well, they didn't have cameras at first, but now they but now they're starting to walk out with them. And and so you know, so they're they're cameras now. Um but like or they're not cameras. Either either way, even fuck away, it really doesn't fucking matter. Um <laughs> the, you know, the article the article was was definitely just an excuse to put something up and 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 if I can play devil's advocate or give someone the benefit of the doubt or give these these writers the benefit of the doubt of the doubt uh, when it when it comes to the story you know uh, maybe they were feeling emotionally connected to to watch dogs and needed to write something like you know kind of like what sharif was saying that he wasn't very productive at work because he was really paying attention to what was going oh, so on you're saying that this might that, have been
2: like catharsis I yeah, think, yeah, like this. I think this could was,
0: was was a, oh a cathartic God. way of of them both doing their job and kind of making you know bringing bringing a spotlight to what was going on. If I can play devil's advocate for that. What do you got? Yeah, got th- uh, Reef, go ahead. Go ahead. Reeves. I
3: think that's absolute bullshit. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that Polygon, you know, they're you know, you know, they're smart guys over there. They know what people are searching for, and they sure. wanted one of their articles to come up when people are searching for Ferguson. That sure. is what I think is going on. Damn. Um, so you mean
2: yeah. the CEO was looking for SEO? Yes, I see what you did there
3: and now we're PO'd Um, but yeah I think this was a very irresponsible article Um, I think that it clearly shows that as much as I think Polygon is one of the best um, gaming sources out there I think this really shows that they lack some cultural sensitivity when it comes to all the implications of what happened in ferguson that's beyond cameras you know right. um and they didn't really have that person in the room to like say hey guys um this is a pretty racial inflammatory issue it deals with a lot of racial and social and socioeconomic um issues that have been going on in st louis and in other cities for decades we probably shouldn't run this you know um, and I thought it was especially ingenious where, you know, the um, editor-in-chief, Chris uh, Grant, basically said, hey, I considered all the feedback here and I changed the headline. <laughs> and that is sort of a band-aid on it because the text of the article is still, like, it talks about um, this, the situation in, like, Ferguson in a really bad way in my opinion and then it says like hey watchdogs there's these elites that have cameras and you can hack them
1: right <laughs> right
3: and it, it it just really i feel like lacks the sensitivity that you know someone got killed and this isn't something that you should be just throwing out there to make a loose connection to a video game this to me is as lazy as when you know People started writing all those articles about how the um, Columbine shooters play Doom and there were all these articles right, about, right, right. you know, Doom and that kind of stuff. This to me is as lazy. Yeah, um,
4: it was a it
2: yeah. was weird, too, because when I'm looking through it again, it feels like uh, it feels like something that should be running on the verge because they're talking about the camera. And if they specifically talk about the brand name of the camera, like the brand of camera. And I'm right. Like, I gave right, no fucks right. that it was called a Vivu, a Vivu. Right. Right. This dude is dead. People right, are in their right. in their neighborhoods with people who have SWAT team tactics rolling up on them with huge right. ass M4s S- and snipers. M16s, right. with sniper rifles. Right. And you're talking about right. Watchdogs,
4: right?
2: A game that was bad, it's, right. A bad game that had some surveillance aspects to it. Are you serious? It, and it was like, where, where is the one black person who was in there in that room, if there is one, who was like, hey Well, guys, I don't think there is one at Polygon. I don't think so either. Hey guys, right. this may not be the dopest thing to run right now, especially if you're going to run it like this shittily. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. it's really bad. It's, it's so really bad. bad, and the, and the fact he tried yeah. to switch up the name because they got backlash right. makes it even worse. any anyway. worse. Yeah, it does. It does makes it, it, it worse. It
0: you know, yeah. It's
2: uh, they're they
0: you know, um, print reporting, uh, within within the game space is is really becoming a dying art. Um, a a story that we. We haven't reported on, but our friends over at is- Isometric, shout out to you guys, you're doing a great job, um, had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, that GameSpot has laid off about half of their staff writers, right. um, mm-hmm. and you know, part of it is because even as the number two gaming website in the world, there aren't enough people um, reading their articles, clicking on and reading their articles. Um, but people are looking at videos, um, so, so uh, yeah, clickbait is is you know it's clickbait season in, in the games journalist area, in journalism uh, section, and you know obviously Polygon got caught in the cookie jar.
2: I mean, it's oh, it's craziness. I, you know, honestly, we were we're gonna we have another story that kind of talks about the. The, the the weaponry that we're seeing out in the world of of both gaming and now the real world uh, being kind of tied together. But I think when we talk about clickbait, I think you need to talk about <laughs> I think you need to talk about our our friends over at N4G, uh, um, yes. who, who, who no. have been giving us some 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 problems lately. So so, if you, so I know you had some some stuff. We talked about this offline, and we were like. Yeah. Yo, tell them tell them how you feel, son. It's like one of those, like, right. get them off, get them off your chest. Yeah. Like, if we, if this was Boys in the Hood, you would have came in the house and then you would have been crying and then flailing your yeah. arms around, <laughs> Yeah. Punching, punching little kids in the face. You, you, you would have be been a pulling a Cuba Gooding right now, and you'd be like, "What the, what the, what the, yo, yo, what, 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 the, what the, what the, hell?" So, 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 if you wanna, if you wanna expand and expound upon what, what, what's so, on your heart.
0: So, yeah, so uh, as you as you guys uh, may or may not have known, um, as as you're listening to this last week was Gamescom um, and there was, you know, there's a lot of news that came out of Gamescom and, and, you know, we'll talk about it later in the show. Um, But uh, your boy, Stubby Stan was, you know, a little bit busy and uh, wrote a few articles and put them up and, and, uh, you know, what our process is after we put up an article on the site. We uh, we throw it on to N4G, which stands for News for Gamers. It's an aggregate aggregate site that allows the smaller sites, such as ourselves, um, to to get some visibility, to gain some visibility, because everyone kind of goes there and sees, you know, and gets gets a chance to see what the news is of the day. Um, and, you know, we've, we've mentioned N4G in the past on, on the show. Um, basically what happens is when you submit a, a, an article, that article is brought, is brought in front of some moderators who, Review it and make sure that it's appropriate, make sure that it's it's not plagiarism, what have you, before it is allowed to be viewed by the masses and it has to go through a, a, peer, a peer approval process and everything else. Um, so uh, a particular article that I put up um, had to do with the eight minute gameplay footage that was shown for uh, Remedy Games brand new Xbox One exclusive Quantum Break um which they showed at Gamescom and showed uh, specifically at the uh Microsoft press conference the Xbox press conference at Gamescom this this last week. And um basically what I said was it looked beautiful, but they spent a lot of time pressing the what I call the gimmick button uh, which you know and their gimmick is the freeze time. Um and um and you know, I don't know if if that really seemed compelling to me. But I'm you know I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because they made Alan Wake. Alan Wake was dope. And you know, as the as time goes on, maybe we'll find out more information and maybe I'll feel better about the game. Um, it was submitted, and moderator Nick Seltzer, Nick Seltzer one, that is. N I C K S E T Z E R number, numeral one can suck a dick. Oh my goodness. Um, because, <laughs> because he, as a moderator, told me that, you know, and, and basically the moderators come back and they say, well, listen, you know, there is, there is bad editing. This is, you know, this is our format. This is our rules of style. And if you're violating our rules of style, Here's what you need to do. You know, I'm going to flag it. You got to fix it. Go back and, and, you know, and sometimes that's frustrating and it's frustrating for us. And we've had some some issues that are offline and we're going to deal with those separately. Um, But nonetheless, like you understand, like this is what you got to do, whatever. Um, But, you know, they'll flag it. They'll say something and then you go back and you fix it. Well, Nick Setzer, uh, one, that's N-I-C-K-S-E-T-Z-E-R, (laughs) one. (laughs) <laughs> uh, decided that he wanted to flag my article with quote lame and a quote that was as a moderator what he decided to uh, write on my article. Um, so, that, so it got flagged for being lame, um, which I responded. I responded to like, you know, how how is your opinion on the, the article? a proper way to moderate anything Um, while also he decided to comment on the article and he was flagged by another moderator as being a troll. So N4G, maybe you need to police your, your, your mods a little bit better. If your mods are trolling, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I hate to make the, 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 the comparison, I'll just say who watches the Watchmen? If, if you're, if your moderators, the people that are responsible for keeping the peace are, you know, exacerbating issues. How are we supposed to feel confident as, you know, as people, you know, users, purveyors of your service, how are we going to feel? How are we supposed to feel confident that we're going to be able to use it?
2: Um, Reliably, and mind you, this is not a re- <clears throat> this isn't just like I know because I can hear people already on the internet. Well, hey, don't bellyache because it's like you're part of the problem, you're part of the system, so whatever. I I will say this, and you'll and you'll hear my words in the in the upcoming days on this on this uh in written form. But for a small site such as ours, in a world in which polygon in, a, in a, world. a world in which polygon <laughs> IGN Game spot, game, spot. game spot, and all these bigger conglomerates right. who are basically not, I wouldn't call them gatekeepers because they are, they have free to do whatever they need to do. But in a world then in which we are a little bit late and trying to get people to see our stuff, absolutely, every click, every view, every share helps. It is mm-hmm. extremely important that if you have a story or you have some information, you guys saw how big the freaking Halo stuff blew up on our site. If you have the opportunity to get some stuff out there, it needs to be able to be put up in a place ti- that's that's timely. And also, if you're going to moderate the stuff, moderate it fairly. That's all we ask. Is right. like, look, if you're going to mod stuff, don't be a dick. Because right. you are. Because N4G is a gatekeeper. The other sure. other sites are not. N4G is right. absolutely a gatekeeper, and I've seen it. For the past couple of years, where people have gotten some favoritism towards stuff, I've seen things that have gotten flagged on our stuff that did not get flagged in on other sites that they've been doing the same same exact thing um again, we'll talk about this more during during the week i'll I have a post that's kind of I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to write it and, and put it up in a responsible way because i I am not a troll <laughs> and I want to be able to have a conversation about how n4G can be better. And how they can actually help smaller sites and not just filter things towards bigger sites like they have been doing. So, um, yeah. Well, uh,
0: so I will also say, having said all of that, the 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 aftermath, the epilogue of all of that is that the the um, the article was approved. Um, there were oh. some edits that I needed to make. The article was approved. Okay. Um. It it did reasonably well on N4G. Um, there was lots as I, you know, as I kind of expected, you know, I don't necessarily I don't write anything thinking, oh, man, people are going to really it, this is really going to resonate with people. Um, but it it definitely was provocative enough that people commented on it and they looked at it and, and uh, both on N4G and and on our site. Um, and I was, uh, I'm very, very appreciative to all of you, to all of you, um, except for Nick. <laughs> one. Um he can, you know, he can, he can eat. He it. can go somewhere. He can eat one, right? Um, but but I was appreciative to all of you, even even those of you who descended, because I mean that's the point. Um, I will I will uh, call out someone on our site that was in the comments, Spidey Nut seventy one. Um, I appreciated the dialogue between you and I, I will still say that there is there, um, that, that I think that some of your comments were a little misguided. Um, but I appreciate that you, that you were willing to engage me and that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, uh, in, in the form of trolling, I will now call out the inner circle podcast. No, no, that, that is the TIC
2: podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yes um
0: the inner circle podcast and say that as as um as fellow podcasters as fellow people of color as as fellow people in in this industry and you know even as indivi- you know as independents within this industry um I would appreciate um while, while I thought the the feedback of horrible article with Ellipsis and a period because an ellipsis is only three periods.
1: There was a fourth <laughs> one added. Um, so, that was the
0: best thing I've heard um, all month. So, so you know, I will say that that's not constructive feedback. And then when I asked for constructive feedback, you didn't give it to me. Um, I, I did the the um, I went through the trouble of actually taking a listen or checking, following you guys, and going to your YouTube channel. Where you host your your podcast, and I think I left you some positive um, feedback, or not even positive, but but uh, you know constructive feedback. So um, uh, Khalif and I have this new thing. There's a new thing coming out of uh, Spawn on Me. We're going to be leaving constructive shade. So you've wow. got some hashtag constructive shade. Um, the inner circle podcast. You can go ahead and take a look at it. Stubby stand out.
2: What? Damn, you just mic dropped. Wow, you just That's a lot of shade. That was a lot of shade. The the thing the, the, here's my here's the one thing that I would add because I do I do again feel like the the beauty of our show <laughs> is the <laughs> fact that usually we are really positive, right? But, but I would I would ask folks that you know we are still learning, right? Right we are we are right. still and and as the, the inner circle inner circle uh, uh, podcast is going to f- figure this and find this out,' is like, look, we're all learning. We're all going through the, the, the not the motions, but we're all going through the the gauntlet of trying to get people to, to to be an audience and to to have people look at your stuff. And if you do post uh, criticism to people's posts and articles and not expect people to respond back to you, You should try to leave constructive criticism. If constructive criticism makes everyone better, constructive criticism lets people know where they're where they're lacking. Uh, Constructive shade is just funny. Right. (laughs) Right. And if you don't leave constructive (laughs) criticism, you will just get constructive shade in return. Yep, that is, there you Has, go. There hashtag you go. constructive shade.
3: Constructive shade,
2: yep. Ooh, Lordy, that was a crazy beginning <laughs> of the show. Damn. Uh, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> dang, man it's a, so good to be back. You guys are angry. I don't know, man. It's right? a lot of pent-up frustration <laughs> right now. A lot of pent-up yeah, frustration. Man. It's crazy. Yeah, well,
0: you know, listen, you know, that's 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 our way of, uh, you know, we don't have any picket signs out here, but, you know, we're, there's, you know, uh, a lot of us, we're raising our fists. That was me raising my fist. You right
2: raised there. both fists that had like yes sir, had like iron. <laughs> yes sir, you had like yes sir, iron knuckles Come on. Come see brass me. Knuckles and things on it.
0: Come see me. I don't oh, hide.
2: Good. Oh damn. See, see, can't take you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the right. only way that we can calm down people who had brass knuckles is if you militarize the police, and that was done <laughs> right. in oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Battle. I'm ignore that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, wait, wait, are, are, there, are there
3: brass knuckles in battlefield hardline
2: i don't, I don't remember I, you I know guess. what wait a minute i think there are actually i, I, you I you know in the what? beta i, I think th- there were that, yes because that might
3: interest me in the game oh see oh knuckles. wait a minute you you just kind
2: of gave me shade and now you're like oh if it's in the game it's great it's in the game. <laughs> that's
3: if i can melee with brass knuckles okay that's messed All up right. anyway oh.
1: So yeah. Don't they have like stun there's like some stun
3: There's
2: a stun gun. There's something. a stun gun yeah. and I think there actually were brass knuckles. I may be wrong. I remember there being something on your hands that you can put on your hands in the beta, but that mm. could have just been fingerless gloves. Anyway.
3: I guess like a four finger ring with like reef on it, and you could just melee. For, oh, there you it, go.
2: Too. Not love and hate. Nah, reef melee. Oh, oh, reef er, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um so an interesting thing popped up on my timeline uh this week. Uh, Patrick Klepek uh, from Giant Bomb, who we've mentioned numerous times on the show. Yes.
0: Right. And we, we're we not talking to him live, which is we need to change that,
2: Patrick. Yeah, we need to figure that out. Anyway, um, he had an interesting tweet uh, because, you know, everything with Ferguson has been going on in the past week. Um, and EA's Battlefield Hardline put out during this week, I think the first day of, of gamescom. Um, put out a new trailer that basically had lots of imagery of, uh, militarized police officers in their games, which is, is and was a part of their whole process from the beginning. It wasn't like they just did this because of this incident that is, that, that, that happened. Uh, this was already a part of not only just their game, but most games that you've seen in the past five to six years of more militarized police, high COD, advanced warfare. Um, so his tweet read: <laughs> "I suspect the hard, the Battlefield Hardline developers might be getting some uncomfortable questions at Gamescom soon." And that was really interesting to me. I thought that that was a very interesting observation. Is one EA is making this game? Um, everything to a certain extent is a commentary on real life in the games that we play, uh, except except right. for the ones that are like super high fantasy and things like that. But also, just like the 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 idea that. Battlefield is going to necessarily get questions about this was really interesting and intriguing to me. Um, I I wonder what you guys think, because I'm going to come back on the the backside and and give a couple of thoughts, but uh, Reef, let me know what you think about about that idea.
3: I think Battlefield Hardline is about cops with guns and rocket launchers versus criminals with guns and rocket launchers. Mm -hmm. I can't possibly see how one can extend um for example what happened in ferguson was sort of the militarized like response to peaceful unarmed protesters Mm -hmm. to battlefield hardline where everyone's shooting at each other and lobbing rpgs and that kind of thing (laughs) right (laughs) like like it's sort of a big stretch to me like i don't think like like you know it's Battle for Harline is violence versus violence, mm-hmm. whereas these things that go on in America, especially with these unarmed black men that are killed and black women as well, um, are usually un- unarmed people versus massive, massive violent like resistance. Let
2: me let me let me rephrase what I think he was trying to say because I understand your point and I think that that's totally valid and because I, I didn't think about it in that way. But I think the reason that he framed it this way is because the idea and the thought of military having these new weapons, because that's what they are there. Uh, the yeah. Police. The police having these new weapons is dangerous in and of itself. And the, the battlefield game kind of oh, gl- glorifying or, 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 or having it in the game is, is a way of, of being that cop with that militarized gear and how that, how that could be possibly dangerous.
3: All right. I'd, I do see what you mean. And, yeah, I I can see that because I I read a lot about um, when I saw the response in Ferguson and I saw that these kind of um, tanks, basically, that the cops had were these mine resistant ambush protected tanks, like the same ones that they developed to protect against IEDs. Mm hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In the Middle East, where what they were rolling around, there's this whole program called the 1033 program where cities and counties are getting this equipment from the military, um, which is something that I had no idea about until this came out. Um, And like there was actually a good story in uh, Newsweek um, that kind of details all the different transactions and like how how it came through and like how cities like st louis have been like acquiring these military things and kind of looking for a reason to use them like night vision goggles and Mm -hmm. you know these ar-15s and all this kind of stuff um when you put it that way i can understand that i still have trouble with it just because i think the main to me, at least, the main issue with the real world stuff is that you're doing it against the civilian population, whereas right. in right. Battlefield right. Hardline, you're doing it against armed criminals that are looking to kill everyone. Right. You know that's that right. that's my main thing. I don't think people would have in like an issue if like there were a bunch of criminals in St. Louis with freaking uh, rocket launchers and mines and stuff, and we called in like the National Guard or whatever. And use this stuff to get them, but that's not what's happening, so I feel like that connection is a bit tenuous,
2: like for me, yeah, see yeah. what do you think
3: so
0: so you know uh, kind of to, to piggyback off of what what reef was saying that in so in hardline there's a there's a legitimacy for the amount of force that the that the that the uh, the peace officers in in quotes are using um because they're meeting force with force. Um, and, and versus the, the real world applications for, you know, this, this stuff, you know, when it, when it really, what is, what, you know, when it's all said and done, what it really boils down to is the fact that, um, there are these defense contractors that are making, that are making, um, all of this, all of this weaponry. And, you know, they give it to the military, but then, you know, the, the military has extra amounts of it. So they, you know, this, they, they wind up selling it on the resellers market and, and, you know, so the, what happens is the, the police wind up getting all of this military grade stuff. And that you know, they're excited to, you know, anybody, the police is made up of men um, by and large. And when, you know, all of us know, when we get a new toy, you want to play with it. And you'll find any use, any reason whatsoever to, to play with that toy. And that's what's happening in, in, you know, cities all around the country. Even, you know, even in the case of, of Boston, with the Boston bombing. Um, it was, you know, the bombing was a terrible thing. It was important for Boston. It was important for the country that they caught uh, the people responsible but if you looked at the response from the Boston PD and the the equipment that they were using to find these two men, it was scary. It was scary. I mean, they had APVs and, and you know, mini tanks and, you know, all sorts of stuff. These things were rolling around in unoccupied American city. Yep. That's, you know, this isn't. You know, uh, we we should obviously there is a there is a standard that we hold our games to and hold the creators of our games to. Um, But when life imitates art in this way, the game, the game makers should not be held responsible for it. Um, They shouldn't even have to answer questions with regards to the the outrageousness of, of, you know, our, our police departments and, and, you know, the slippery slopes that are, you know, the armed forces and then our, our peace officers are walking down and and the organizations that are responsible for supplying them. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a scary, scary, scary thing. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think it, we, while someone may ask those questions to EA because they are topical, um, I don't think that it's their responsibility, quite frankly, to to have to answer those types of questions. They're making a game, man. You know, the point is to have fun. Um, and, you know, that's this is the, the avenue that they're using is is, you know, the digital guns.
2: Yeah, it's uh, see, this is my problem with that, with that kind of thing. Like I get his sentiment and I don't think he was wrong for posing that question or posing that, posing that that theory. The issue I have is when we're talking about the militarization of police forces, which has been going on for at least. And I mean, honestly, if you really want to think about it, we're going to get a little bit onto some like Illuminati nonsense. I'm I'm, I'm about to get in my hotel real quick. Um, If you you really want to think about the way that actual weaponry and most of the things that we have gotten as technology over the whole gamut of technology, all of that technology has come from the military in some form or fashion anyway. The things that are consumer Mm -hmm. products are consumer products because of R&D and some of that R&D have gotten bits and pieces from the military. That's one aspect. Two, if you're going to talk about the military militarization of the police forces in a real way, I'm way less worried about the weapons that these policemen have, because this is the thing we as citizens, no matter how many guns you have with in, in your basement, in your in your in your time capsule that you will be in when the the zombie and negro apocalypse happens. Right. <laughs> no matter how much <laughs> the, stuff, negro the negro apocalypse, apocalypse happens, yeah. and you're in your basement ne- with your with your freaking MREs and your ramen, right. and you're gonna fight and you're gonna fight the insurrection <laughs> right. and be the uber patriot that you are. And this is and this then, is like a telltale game. And th- yes, <laughs> right. And then you come out of <laughs> your capsule and die first because <laughs> you stepped on a rusty nail. That's what's <laughs> right, going to happen. Right. So the weapons aren't the issue for me. It's the militarization of the thought processes that go behind the police officers right. that are having these absolutely it has nothing absolutely. to do with the weapons. Because when I had this posed to me, I said, "I remember when cops didn't have APCs and they didn't have N16s. They had dogs and water hoses, and we were still getting fucked up." So right, under- it's a mentality. It's a, a mentality, right? right. It's the, it's the cop mentality which many times has some very fundamentally racist prop- propositions that go behind that underlying theorem, Absolutely. is the issue. So talking to the, to the EA folks about what's going on in Battlefield is nice. But in the grand scheme, I will still get shot for, for not complying. That, right. does, that has nothing to do with the game. And having that in the game changes nothing. It's the way hip-hop has been pushed out forever, where hip-hop music is a reflection of the world around us. This militarization is a reflection of the the robust and bloated military budgets that we have in America. So that in and of itself is not an issue in the games that we play. Um, Yeah. And I will not tell someone to eat a dick after I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but but Nick Setzer won. Don't you do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Nick Setzer one could
3: eat a big fat dick. <laughs> if y'all don't know where that's from, go listen to some early 90s uh, oh God. West Coast. West Coast who, would, who
2: would have thought that when I decided to have Sharif Jackson and Cicero Holmes on this show? I would have heard at least three times. Eat a dick. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> right. I the the, the the honestly that's the title of the title of the. This episode. is the crazy thing though. <laughs> Yo, yeah, oh, no hell no. Yeah, okay. That'd be some nice
3: <laughs> SEO from people. Searching oh my for god! Right. <laughs> right. Then I have to, find, right.
2: a to, I have to find a picture for this. I have to find a picture for this episode. Anyway,
3: just get a hot dog. Yo,
2: yeah, just right, a random hot dog. Just get get Chicago ready. style hot dog. Oh god, all. no, because yeah. they have no ketchup, so they are evil. Anyway, oh my anyway. goodness! <laughs> um, yeah, I, and the funny thing is, we're talking about all this stuff, and on one end, people are like the militarization of all these crazy things with the police and all the stuff, which in real life is detrimental to to people in their real uh, real lives. But in Hardline, is going to be bad because no one, no one's going to play it, and two, everyone's going to be playing COD because it has better weapons that are more futuristic. Right, right. So I'm like, for, on one end, you're like militarization is terrible, but if you can get some exoskeletons, then people are like yo, that shit is dope. Right. So, right. so yeah. you know, right. people talk out of one side of their mouths, and then on the other side, they want what they want. So there are some good articles though about um people's feelings about uh the uh in in video games and how that kind of makes them feel gross. I did read read a good article although I th- I felt that it was like a little bit biased, but it, it, in the in the grand scheme I think it was a a pretty nuanced discussion about how this one um um young lady felt uh at the E3 conference uh when she saw the first Battlefield Hardline uh trailer. And I thought it was it was pretty good. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and link it in the show notes. Um okay. But uh Something that's pretty nuanced and uh, pretty dope about us is that we play music, even though somebody on this show went on another show, The Pennyman Doctrine. Mm. <laughs> and mm. shouted out their co-host <laughs> as having terrible music taste <laughs> on somebody else's show. I'm not gonna mention who it was, but uh, I have no idea. Sounds, I sounds, think oh, it was wow, Nick that, Cheshire one. I yeah. think it was Nick. Right, yeah. right is, is Nick We didn't need to name right. the show. Nick Setzer one. <laughs> that's who right. it was? But but his name. Yeah, we we'll making him his him name famous. sounds like Billy Simo.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'm just gonna say that. Uh, uh, oh, and then and, and I'm I'm gonna let all of you, as the audience who knows best, tell me if I have terrible tasty music with this song that's about to come up right now, and we're about to let you hear it. So here it goes. <laughs>
5: In a a time when we're spending billions of dollars in a war to control oil in Iraq, 3,000 soldiers have come on their coffins. Hundreds of thousands of Iraqi civilians have lost their lives. Our brothers and sisters in New Orleans are left homeless and hungry. They murdered Sean Bell. No more. Get up. no more! No more I got so much trouble on my mind. Refuse to lose. Here's your ticket. Uh, hit a drummer, get wicked. Yeah. The crew, to you to push the back, the black attack. So I sat and tapped and slapped the Mac. Now ready to mic it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Here are my favoritism. Never be a brother like me, go solo. stage Anastasia Major. Ways to blaze your brain and train you. The way I'm living, forgiven. What I'm giving up. X on the flex Hear me now. I don't know about later. Past for now, I know how to avoid the paranoid. Man, I've had it up to here. Here. How we got him going in here. Rhetoric said and read just a bit ago. Not quitting the sign of rama. Work to keep from getting jerk changes some ways. So way back in the better days. Rule metaphysically bold. Never follow and what I am, God knows uh, Cause it's coming from the heart yeah. What I got, better get some Hustler of culture yeah. Stick bitten, been spit in the face uh, But the rhymes keep fitting Respect's given hide your living Now I can't protect the plan Off the defect, check the record of wrecking International wreck, played off of intellect, made the call Took the fall, broke the laws Not my fault that they've fallen off Known as fair square throughout my years So I grow at the living file Black to the bone, my heart so welcome to the Pterodome Come on down, down. You get, it, get it, get it, get it Come on down oh. You get it, get it, get it Get, it. get down Ties with the bar, I see it all like the wizard of Oz bar. It's a yellow brick road, the fame which is in If you only had a brain, you would know who you are. your ventilation, cut to education, secret information, world domination. Take over reservation, trigger the NHS in the ocean, cause tsunamis to control the population. Eyes of the sky, hidden observation. If you're over 65, i take away your meditation. Like, give me that, give me that. Go to, line. Go to, line. Go to war. wise, i gonna get mad I put it down. Summer
2: Dome. Yeah. all right everybody we are back from our music break thank you so much for rocking with us this is episode 26 of the spawn on me podcast the joint that you just heard was from from what my boy uh phase one out in the bronx would say feral man chichi <laughs> <laughs> feral mm, uh welcome to the pterodrome oh my god i love that song i think it's extremely uh, fitting what
0: yeah I, I was just gonna say it is a remake From Public Enemy, Roosevelt's own Public Enemy,
2: Chuck D. Public Enemy, Public Enema, Public
0: Enemy. Yeah, Public Enema (laughs) from Roosevelt, Long Island. The Velt representing what's good, my people in the Velt. What's up? And it's
3: a song that I never thought anyone would be able to remake because the original song is so... It's so exactly. public enemy. Exactly. Like, it's so like it's so mm-hmm. bomb squad. Like a mi- a million samples. Just yeah. chaos. Just so like when I first heard Monk was remaking it, I love Monk, but I was mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know, man. But but he added his own flavor to it and it's it's, yeah, it's dope. I think I think, I think he
2: totally brought it back from, from... Yeah, it it was it, it
3: it it was much better than uh Diddy's public oh, wow, enemy number gosh. one. Oh yeah.
0: Or or Diddy's Uh,
3: uh,
0: um, Jimmy remake. Oh my god! Which was Pharrell.
3: Also, yeah. Also, the the uh, Public Enemy the remake where he rapped it in Spanish. Wait, who what? So like he had a version of Public Enemy. He he had a remix of his remake for Public Enemy Number One, where he rapped the whole song in Spanish. Wait, did he? It was him. Did he? Oh, Oh yes. And. And the video was a him d- during like the Puerto Rican Day. Oh parade wait a minute! Movie, I do right?
2: remember this now.
3: Uh, it was horrendous. all I remember was the video
2: because I love the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yes, sir. Yes, it was sir. Per-
3: I, I like the parade as well, but I guarantee you they were not Puerto Ricans blasting <laughs> a Diddy version of Public Me Number One. Also correct. Uh. Oh. Yeah, um. So.
0: Can, can can we can we have a. Rhyme Right segment for just one second. Go ahead, do what you gotta um, do. All right, so I first off, um, I know Reef that you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of your rhyme rights and stuff like that. I would love to guest on the Rhyme Right show to talk hip hop with you on that particular sh- that particular whatever the particular song is of
2: that day. So I just want to put that out there, and let you let that marinate. Can I have a request a too, really quick? Yeah. Can I do a rhyme right after his rhyme right that tells everybody how shitty his taste in music is? I mean, you could you could go for, you can go for that. You can go for that, but
0: nobody would believe you cuz my shit is dope. So, my shit is fire. Well, yeah.
3: No, I'm 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 I mean Cicero, he's he's from the belt. Like he probably knows what uh WBAU right? is yes, sir. and all the Early early uh early, you know what I'm saying all the all the all the all early that stuff shit. that uh, public yeah. enemy did. So yeah. So yeah, I would I I would be on oh, the wow. you, know, so we'll you know
2: what I hate both of you. Stop so, all this low so, shit.
0: So all right, so now here's another here's another like legitimate hip hop question that I have that's topical. So is the young man from Queens named Pharaoh Monk or Pharaoh Monch
3: I always said okay. monk, but but like I've heard it both ways, even right. okay. in these songs. So I don't even know what okay. it's supposed to be. But okay, I've always said well, monk.
0: listen, hey Pharaoh, if you're listening to the show, thank you. Um, and if you are, or if anybody who listens to the show knows him, have him tweet back at us at uh, at Spawn on Me, and let us know what the correct pronunciation of his
2: name is. I wanna, s- I wanna see I want to see him curious. tweet yeah. that out phonetically. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. That'd be dope. With do it. With all proof all proofreading marks and all that. That would be great. Alright, all all citizens <laughs> of Chicago,
0: This is this is what you've got to do. Mic check, mic check. Mm. Um <laughs> that's what you that's what you need to
2: do. Oh man. So bam. So how do you pronounce Genesis? Is it <clears throat> Genesis or g- Genesis? Or is it It's, it's-
3: Gen jenny because the sis is silent so it's just jenny it's it's what nintendo don't (laughs) wow that (laughs) commercial was the best back in the day it was was. that was like the original (laughs)
2: shots fired back in the day yes oh my god so so the genesis go ahead i'm sorry
3: no i was saying my favorite um it's not the genesis but my favorite sega commercial was with the Game Gear, when the dude like was playing the Game Boy and had to like bash himself in the head.
2: So see <laughs> yes! Oh wow! Cause, cause I those were the dope Sega. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> are the yeah, the crazy Sega screaming that <laughs> yeah, one.
3: Yeah, that's that's when Sega did not give. No. a shit! They were like, we are yeah. the young guys out here trying Word. to some market. They did not. Yeah, <laughs> they
2: were screaming at you and all that. Buy our crap! Yep. Buy our crap!
0: Now, now because we can remember all of those things as vividly as we can what that says is we're not the young guys we are the old guys and in fact uh today as we're recording normally we record on thursday uh today is friday august 14th and 25 years ago today uh, or it's today, August fifteenth. I'm not sure
2: anymore. Look at that! You messed up your whole. Thing. All right,
0: I messed up everything. So- Someday <laughs> between the sixth
2: so- and fifteenth. <laughs> right. So actually, Sega came out with a today- console.
0: Great. Today is August fifteenth. Yesterday, when we were supposed to record, was August fourteenth. That was the twenty fifth anniversary of the release of the Sega Genesis in the United States.
2: Twenty five years ago. A woman named Billy Adams, who was my grandma, took me to a store called Toys R Us and bought me the most wonderful console on the planet, a Sega Genesis, 25 years ago. Amazing. Oh, so you had one at launch? I had one at launch, son. Say really? Word.
3: Wow. So, so, like you, so you had like Alter Beasts like, packed in with yours?
2: I had nice. Alter Beasts day one. I was like... Cause I I was an arcade kid, cause I luckily had an arcade around my around my way. Uh, shout out to the Q Lounge in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: oh word!
2: Yeah, so shout out to that. So they, so they, yes. we had an actual arcade, um, um, altered beast machine in the spot. So, hey, it,
0: tell me, tell me, tell me. Hold on, hold on a second. Q Lounge. That was on two thirty third, wasn't
2: it? Two, two, uh, Gun Hill, and two sixteenth. 216th. 216th Okay. Laco- well, Laconia in two sixteenth. Anyway.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Every everybody yeah, yeah,
2: for our for our folks in who are in Uzbekistan, they're like, we give no <laughs> fucks about Laconia. Right. <laughs> I also don't feel like
3: arcade should be... It was a pool Q-labs. hall. It was a pool hall. It was a pool, hall. Like, yeah. not... was a pool so... hall. Oh, so it wasn't like a. a no, it was a pool proper. hall,
2: and it was okay. the first time okay. I got into a fight it was actually at the q line. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope it was over, <laughs> it, was <laughs> over <laughs> Mortal Mortal... it was over Mortal oh Kombat. It was over Mortal Kombat 3, and I got into a fight because I put my quarter on the machine first, and this big dude who was like 62 who uh did not like the fact that I was on the machine cuz I was busting people's asses and he wanted to take me off mm-hmm. and I beat him and he wanted to he wanted to like physically punch me because what I did was I had like beaten so many people that I was like I needed to go home so usually if you go home you just give up your spot on the machine right. and he was like yeah. yo come the fuck back here Yo, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna disrespect me. You're gonna disrespect me. I'm just gonna leave the fucking machine. And I was like, Yo, I have to go home. I gotta, I gotta go, go home. home. <laughs> yeah. My mother will beat me up way worse than you'll beat me up. So, <laughs> so I left the machine. I left my, my quarter on the machine like... and bounced out because I had like a, another one just in case I lost. So anyway, I had that fight. But Alter Beast was dope because you could hear the Rise from Your Grave from wherever you were in the arcade. So it was dope.
3: And, yeah, yeah, and Power Up. Yes! <laughs> awesome. Yes, it was like uh,
2: instant steroids. It was the first game yeah. with instant steroids in it, because you were, like, super skinny, and then you got, like, two globes, and then you were, like, diesel.
3: Always punch the two-headed dogs, the uh, two-headed white dogs, because the tongue punch the white man <laughs> to get the steroids <laughs> to become a savage beast. <laughs> I'm telling you, man.
4: Oh, shit.
3: I mean i mean it's a deep yeah game. it was, it was it's the deep. meta
2: levels were like ridiculous in that game what, what were some of your favorite games from the genesis era go ahead uh see
0: oh okay for me all right well um you, you know so the first thing i'll say about the genesis is the genesis seemed like the first console like it was like the first grown-up console that's true um it you know so like nintendo really kind of ushered in gaming and there were a lot of people that kind of grew grew up with gaming after the crash um but the genesis was the first console that had like grown up games on it especially especially the dichotomy that was kind of uh thrown up between the SNES and the genesis where where games would you are allowed to see the blood on the genesis versions of the games where nintendo was saying no and they were really really family friendly and that really kind of um cemented the genesis as as the place where the cool kids went to play the grown-ups went to go and play their games um but uh yeah so one of my favorite games one of one of my favorite memories of the genesis was my cousin who was a rapper and um he had just gone on tour in germany and came back home he had a little bit of dough and he bought a big ass TV. I think it was like, you know, 27 inches. And uh and he came home and he bought a Genesis and he had Altered Beast and he also had uh Lakers versus Celtics. Nice. And playing Lakers versus Celtics for the first time was dope. Was like it was just like you know, you could really become start to become a sports gamer. EA really kind of found they found their, their groove with the Genesis, so that was dope. Um the other thing was the Genesis came out with the six button controller and then they had a game a fighting game called Eternal Champions. Oh
2: yes. And
0: yes. and Eternal Champions was just blood raw. It was they were just crazy there were crazy different types of fighting modes and, and, or, or uh, fighters, and they all had different special powers. And it was just so very different from your Street Fighters and even, even Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, I think, was a little bit later. Um, but it was just a different type of fighting game. And it was just so dope. I loved it so
2: much. It was the only game that featured Wesley Snipes in it. Word, word, word. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically, <laughs> yeah. there was like a
3: Blade clone in that. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: totally. right. That's right. And,
3: yeah, and it it was the first game that had the first fighting game that had really hilarious taunts. <laughs> yeah, like, punk, punk, yes. yes, coward, yes, simpleton. <laughs> it was oh awesome. man, simpleton. Uh, I need
2: to find those. I need to put that into the show somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was so good. Punk, that was so punk. good. No, cool. What about you, Reef? What, what kind of games were, were your favorites on that system? Well,
3: I will say, um, I don't mean to go for the easy ones, I guess, but Sonic. Um, so I was definitely a Nintendo kid, kind of growing up, but Sonic was really the first game where I was really jealous that I didn't have a Genesis. Like my stepbrother had one, um, and a lot of people might associate Sonic with Sega now, but you know, as we said before, Alter Beast was the packing game. Sonic wasn't developed till a couple years later, and that was really developed by the u.s team by sega of america right. um so like uh, that was really what um what like they developed um just the music the level design it really felt like the next generation of platformers um kind of going beyond what mario did and i really thought that like mario would kind of either stop or start taking after Sonic, because Sonic seemed like it was just the next level of platforming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it kind of went the opposite <laughs> way. <Right. laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so like, I always loved Sonic, especially Sonic 2 with the two-player mode, um, with the split-screen joint. Um used to play that all the time. Oh, yeah, uh, man, that was big. Yeah. Also, I think people forget that at this time, the big thing about Genesis was that Sega ruled the arcades. Mm -hmm. Yes. There weren't that many Nintendo games in the arcades. Yes. And all these... Now, I had a Sega Master System. Now, you got really crappy ports of games to the Sega Master System, which was, you know, like the 8-bit console that Sega had to compete with Nintendo. But when the Genesis came out, you got all these arcade games. Right. Golden Axe. Yeah. Which wasn't arcade perfect,
0: but... But it
3: was still but, good. But but at the time it seemed like it was. Yeah. Like it seemed like it couldn't get any better. Right. You know? And Outrun and right. Afterburner. Hang and on. Like all the yeah. yeah, exactly. All these like arcade games yeah. that like so like that's really what sold the Genesis to a lot of people. Yeah. One of my favorite games though, um well, series I would say, is Streets of Rage. Oh yeah. yes, yes. yes. And, and that's mainly now the gameplay is dope but one thing that makes me a huge fan of this is the soundtrack. So uh, so, so uh, Yuzo Kushiro, um scored a lot of games in this era and he was really sort of to me like the best video game music person ever hmm. Be- because he did the entire Streets of Rage series he did Ack Razor for the Super Nintendo oh, yeah, okay. He did the um, Revenge of Shinobi for the Genesis. Dope. He did like the whole Y series. Right. Like his music just has this great, like electronic kind of club techno kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like nothing like I ever heard. And like I always thought that the sound, the music in most Genesis games was terrible, but he was able to get so much out of that sound chip and man he's he's just incredible so like i actually have a compilation of all of his um all of his cds and i definitely listen to it every once in a while um because he's incredible Like, he's definitely like you know like uh somebody i think that's really revolutionary in terms of advancing like video game sound
2: Hmm. um so yeah, totally, totally. I think. What about you, Kyle? Uh, since you took my Eternal Champions answer, you bastard. G- get out of here! Really, you I were gonna totally, say that? Why did you guys like Eternal that, Champions? Man? Was because Eternal did? Champions had one. It had r- uh, regular fatalities, and then it had screen fat. Had, uh, screen fatalities. Like you could throw a dude in a big ass fan and chop him up. Yeah, right. but they were
3: impossible to. They do. were the
2: hardest fatalities yeah. to ever <laughs> come about. Ever, they were so difficult to get right. Um, so since you took that, my damn answer, I'm going to go with the dopest game of all time, Toad Jam and Earl. Because Toad Jam <laughs> oh, and Earl was dope for multiple reasons. One, it had dope music in it. It had two characters in it that you could use at the same time and then you can alternate. And it was like a really long game, which was fun because they didn't really have a lot of those. You had kind of short bursts of stuff uh, oh. that you could use. And play with. So that was like one of my favorite games of all time. And, I, and I'll put a quick uh second runner up or, or runners up would be uh ESWAT. ESWAT was a good game hmm. that hardly anybody remembers because it was like the fake Robocop game where the dude had this blue shirt and he was a cop and then he would turn into ESWAT and then he would be a robot. A oh, word,
1: a oh, word,
2: it, yes, it, yes. Yeah, so that, yeah. so that was on that system too. So that was, that was another right. joint that was kind like wow. kind
3: This it. game, this game has one of the worst video game covers. Wait, did you turn the Eternal Champion joint? No, well, no Oh, was terrible. Has, has, has one of the worst covers, like cover art. Terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. It's been
0: a long it was time. so
2: bad. So um, so bad.
0: Yeah. So an honorable mention for me is electronic arts in general. Yeah. Um, because they really, they really came into their own. And (laughs) this E-SWAT is terrible, by (laughs) the way. Um, uh, hashtag flamingo teeth. Um, there, there was, (laughs) there, there, they really came into their own during the Genesis era. Um, besides EA sports, which really got its name. Um, you know, really made its name on the Genesis mm-hmm. um, between Madden and their basketball series. Um, they, I mean, there was just nobody was touching them and they've, they've kind of been been a runaway freight train ever since. Um, but uh, games like Road Rash um, made their debut and were probably best on the Genesis. Uh, games oh, so, like... Oh, no, uh, I, I disagree. Desert Strike. Oh, well... Road Rash was so,
2: way better on the 3DL than it was on okay oh yes God. yeah yeah well well uh, you know
0: nah. he's surely yeah i mean well because you know what because the, the music the music was great and it was a cd so
2: yeah whatever i'll give you that on,
0: on on systems that people played <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what and also freaking Ma- magic johnson's basketball was the best game on 3DO. I don't care what anybody Ma- says.
1: Magic, Magic Johnson basketball. It, that's exactly how it sounded too when it came Magic on. Magic
2: Johnson basketball.
1: Introducing the stickman. This Magic Johnson basketball. Press stop. Avery, Avery Johnson. <laughs> Avery Johnson. Um, <laughs> what the fuck did our show just turn into? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we gotta pass the ball. <laughs>
2: um, don't you talk? Don't, don't you to, talk about Avery Johnson like that? He's a great person. <laughs>
3: right. You gotta, pa- you gotta pass it to the big fella,
1: right?
2: <laughs> pass it over there to the big fella.
3: Oh
1: <laughs> man! Um, oh man! That's so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, that's so true, though. It's
4: so
0: true. Yeah, but 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 you know uh Desert Strike and and all of the urban strikes all of those helicopter games uh that EA put out during the Genesis era those were I mean when when you saw uh, when you went to somebody's house and they had a Genesis and you saw the cartridge and it had that little yellow tab on the side you were excited mm-hmm. because you knew that game was an EA game right. and that meant that that game was probably pretty good that's
3: true. Yeah, I, I will say that the EA game that blew my mind on the Genesis was uh Joe Montana Sports. Oh, oh yes, radio.
0: that was was that an EA game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Even though the game, I remember the game was funny because the only real player was Joe Montana. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Everyone else was faking the game. It was it, like because they didn't have like the uh, NFLPA license and all that. But just hearing the the uh, the the robotic commentator, it blew my mind. Like I was like, "Yo, I can't believe that they did this in a game." Yeah, it was so good. Like, like like that game was a huge advance from anything that had came like before it in terms of uh, sound and stuff. It
2: was it was extremely good. I yeah. I'm, now that I'm thinking about that, I was like, "Oh man, wow!" Yeah. It was the sound though. That's what it was. Right. The sound on that game was so good. For its era, that there's like Montana no. Has the ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like how do you? How do you? How do you?
0: Do? So Madden. So EA put out two football games on the Genesis at the same time.
3: I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It says EA developed. It says it says EA yeah. developed the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's what they do though. They 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 didn't yeah. care back then either. But it's all right we are right. like, we gonna do it? And that's what, that's what we do. Right, yeah. Oh man, that was, yeah. So there was some great right. stuff on that on that system. I think people, when you look back on it, everyone looks back on it for in, in fond ways because they did so many new things on that system with sound and with because it had a very distinct sound, even to the to the extent that when people do chip music now, they remember that it, it had a very specific sound and they look for that specific uh, chipset to go along with it right um so yeah genesis was dope and it's 25 now so that's that makes us really freaking old yeah, yeah. <laughs> really damn old yeah. um yeah so, so there, was, there was some great games on though. yeah so sharif has uh joined us again for his fourth <laughs> appearance i believe is this fourth Maybe or fifth? fifth this might be our- i think uh, i think it might be fifth one two three four right. fifth Right. so on his on his last i think two appearances there was no nintendo news because we kind of forbid it and, uh, <laughs> um, I, I was
3: threatened yeah i I kind of <laughs> gave him
2: that look like man we don't want no damn nintendo nonsense on our side uh but you had a story that you uh put into our docket this week that was actually pretty interesting to read what what was that what was that about
3: Yeah, so I know that you guys show don't really like to go over the MPDs. It's not that kind of show. But I thought that in this case, um, it was actually pretty um, instructive to look at because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, how bad like Nintendo's been doing and how they've been missing like financial forecasts, even though they've been lowering them and all that stuff. But I think it's really important to see how well Mario Kart 8 has been selling, even with the low install base of the Wii U. You know, now the Wii U to me has had some pretty stellar games. in um, particular, I think Super Super Mario 3D World is a way better game than Mario Kart 8. But Mario Kart 8 is just one of those franchises that, you know, does sell some systems. Now not enough systems to get Nintendo back in a positive financial direction. But they sold a million copies in July um which is pretty huge so they've already surpassed three million copies for a game that's only been out for not that long that's kind of crazy you know um and again like if you look at the amount of we use that sold that's pretty huge like that's a pretty huge like attach rate you know and um yeah now they don't get into specific numbers about um their hardware and stuff, but they do say that they've increased 60% um, for the Wii U hardware and 135% of the software over last year. So they are trending positive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that, you know, um, they can gather some, some momentum here and keep it up. And I think that they could still rescue this console and have it be successful, financially and i think that you know that like numbers numbers like this show that it really is all about the games and no matter how bad your numbers might look if you come out with a couple of strong games people will buy them (laughs) you know um and uh yeah 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 so um yeah i just wanted to, to to like just like throw that in there because i feel like most of the nintendo news tends to be fairly negative but i think that you know people don't notice that they are on an upswing i mean mario card 8 was you know fifth on top u.s game sales which i still don't like because the MPDs still only capture physical retail they don't capture the electronic um like versions um but um still it was like the fifth highest like you know of the physical u.s stuff Not sure why people are are still buying watchdogs um, because that's above it. Um, I mean, well, it's it's
2: topical now because, you know, everything that's happened in Missouri.
3: Oh, that's right. I guess people read the (laughs) program and ran out and bought it. Um, But um, yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, I think that Nintendo is like doing quite well. Obviously, they have Smash Brothers kind of coming out, which. Is probably one of their sec, probably right under Mario Kart in terms of like system sellers and numbers. So I think, you know, given the fact that after Destiny and, you know, there's not much else for it to compete against aside from, you know, like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, I think Nintendo's in a really good position to really move some serious units. Um, especially if they, I don't think they will do this at time for like, christmas but with a price drop or something like that um i think they can move some serious units so i you know i'm i'm like happy for them because i don't think anyone wants nintendo to to fail it's just that they're not really delivering what you know what a lot of gamers want um but yeah i i i just wanted to just throw that out there and just see what you guys think and uh i don't know if you guys have had a chance to play mario kart but it's really really good and uh yeah so just wanted just wanted to throw that in there
2: um so the thing that i mean that's that's a good point um i don't know what nintendo is really going to do about you know keeping this kind of thing going though I've, i've always been curious to see that when they have a good spike in sales what the momentum actually means is it just something that the the stalwart kind of always, I'm going to buy Nintendo things because Nintendo is the bestest ever. People are the ones who are moving these kind of units, or is it, are are they gathering new people? Are they getting new folks in? Because um, I know people are like waiting for the Bayonetta uh, game to come out, and that I see is probably being another game that's going to pull a lot of sales because people have been wanting that game for a long time. But uh, do, do we think that this is like, Uh, Another kind of, you know, canary in the coal mine deal where you see this coming and feel like, can they turn it around? Is it too late? Is it something that they kind of need to start thinking about going for a newer console or maybe should they just get out of the game? It's weird because every time we talk about Nintendo, it's always about kind of when are they going to get out of the game of the console business? Because it doesn't seem like it's doing enough for them, but they need more. They need more than that one game every Eight to eight to nine months, right?
0: Well, so I'm gonna say this, and I, I think this is the first time I've ever heard anybody say it. Um, but I'm gonna say it: uh, Nintendo, N- Nintendo's home consoles, officially, in my mind, have become boutique gaming consoles. They are, they are what they are. And the way they play out, it makes them kind of ambivalent to game sales um, because they know that their audience will buy their games um, on the console. That, you know, when Bayonetta comes out, it will sell well. When uh, Smash finally comes out uh, for the Wii U, it will sell phenomenally well. Um, and 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 they may even be able to get some uh console sales out of a couple of the titles that they've got coming the some of the ones that we saw at e3. but you will notice that Nintendo was for for the most part absent at e3. They were, you know, they were, there were glimpses of them being there. Um, and, and, and for, you know, in terms of their Nintendo Direct, um, and, and a lot of the stuff that they were able to show there, um, they were completely absent from Gamescom. Um, and, and they, they, I guess, feel okay with, with doing that. And they, Really feel, I think they feel comfortable whether you know nobody else does seems to feel this way, but they feel comfortable with their lead console being a handheld, uh, and, and letting the Wii U just be this thing, this plaything that is a secondary console in many people's home. Um, if you've got a PC and a Wii U, you know, the Wii U is not the only thing that you play games on, period, right, and in your home. And 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 they're okay with that being the case. Um, it is hashtag boutique game console.
2: What? How are you gonna just hashtag that out of nowhere?
3: Yeah, yeah, No, How you hashtag? Listen, that? if if I this don't, is, that's like a long hashtag by the I, way. Uh, so. Yeah,
2: you know, that is that is an <laughs> extremely
0: ineffective
3: but, hashtag. But but, no, but but the question is. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with being a boutique console? I don't think no. so.
2: I mean, I mean, that's no. the thing is like everyone has a niche, right? Has a niche. Right. And I think they have figured out that their niche is we are going to put out two games a year. And to a certain extent, the, our audience is fine with that.
3: Well, I, I think you guys have it a little wrong, though, in the fact that in the past, Nintendo is delivered on when their games were coming out i mean there's definitely been like delays the main problem with this generation with the wii u is that they came out so early without having that pipeline so i don't i don't think the problem is that they're not delivering games beyond nintendo's games i think the problem is that you know they haven't been delivering them when they said they were going to come out so I don't necessarily think, number one, that they need to necessarily attract people outside of the Nintendo uh, universe to do financially well. I think one of the main problems that they're failing is because people their Nintendo fans all haven't bought Wii U because they haven't seen the games that they want to play um, come out yet. And there's been a lot of delays and there's been a pretty much a marketing mess with the gamepad and all that kind of stuff. So it's more that they haven't been delivering on what they have delivered on in previous generations for the Nintendo. Fan and I think this. that
2: the other side of that is like uh, Nintendo at this point with their Wii U sales and their Wii U console are absolutely the secondary console in most people's households who have another console. I feel like right Yeah, but is that a problem?
3: See, I I, I think people get too caught up in winning the console war and like having one console to do everything. And that's never been Nintendo's mentality. That's more of a, to me, a non-gaming company mentality, which is Sony and Microsoft, is we want you to only have our thing to do TV and games and all that shit. And Nintendo's like... If you're playing games on us no, but that's, that's it, what i mean no, though i i'm
2: I'm saying to that point is yeah, like, it's like the reason that it's okay for Nintendo to miss dates is because other other people have other systems to play things on
0: right and so so the the consumers don't care as much they're not gonna be as
3: vocal
2: right they're not gonna they about, they get a lot about, of leeway in that respect right right
3: right uh i I don't know i I don't think they've gotten much leeway at all I think they've gotten a lot of criticism for missing and delaying titles and again to my other point i think that's the main reason why a lot of people that have been supporting nintendo for years have not bought into the wii u Hmm. because of that like like i definitely don't think it's acceptable to anyone how they have you know not come out with a lot of their stronger games that has taken them this long to come out with a Mario Kart and that, you know, like, like Zelda's a ways away. There's been no announcements of a Metroid. The Star Fox is a ways away, you know, like there's definitely, you know, their, their, their heavy hitters were not lined up when they launched this console. And I hope that's something that they learn in the future that, Launching early is not just about launching early. You don't launch until you have these things. If you know that your system is only going to be bought for your games, like you got to have them. Right, (laughs) right, right. That's true. Now, here's a a question, Nintendo guy.
0: Uh, Has Watch Dogs for Wii U finally come out yet?
3: No, I actually don't even think that Ubi has announced a release right. date for it. So as I, as I predicted, hashtag Reef Oh, shit. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come out. I think Ubi is going to. Okay. And okay. I don't think Ubi is even going to announce it. Honestly, I think right. th- they're just going to let it just. just not of announce fall anything. The ether. And, yeah. Right. I mean, if they haven't announced it yet. Right. Like, I don't really see why they would announced right. it and they still have that little asterisk on their thing like uh, Nintendo Wii U version coming soon um right. yeah <laughs> I don't see it I, I, I mean the, the the last update I saw was fall 2014 and that was like back in you know maybe May or June mm-hmm. right you forgot you forgot the 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 small word in between
0: fall and 2014 which was from <laughs> 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 nice. Um, yeah. Um, so so what was interesting on that MPD report was the fact that Last of Us um, was led everything in sales, um, which is pretty amazing considering that the Last of Us Remastered Edition was a PS4 exclusive title. Um, you know, I, it was interesting in so much that I guess the first at least two titles on the MPD report were exclusives for console, console, console exclusives for a specific console, um, which was, you know, very, very interesting. And, and, but also interesting is that a game that was being re-released on a brand new console led everything. Um, but, you know, the, the PS4 is doing exceptionally well. Um, I think we're at 10 million sold through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, was that globally or is that just in Global. North America? Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's doing exceedingly well. Yep. And, um, you know, I, obviously The Last of Us is a fantastic game. I know, Kyle, that you, you've uh, repurchased it. I'm a fool. Yes. And right, <laughs> repurchased it and, uh, and have been streaming out some multiplayer sessions yep. in which you get murdered. Uh, I hit a
2: dude with a with a piece of two by four with nails in it, so I win. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but you know, we've been we've been kind of beating the drum on this remastered kick for a while, and and you know every time we beat the drum and it's time to say something, it the funny thing is we I think we say something a little bit different each time whether it be positive or negative on on it um in this occasion what what are we gonna say i know uh reef you felt some you know a certain kind of way about it well um want to well i mean people? no
3: i mean i think last of us is easily arguably the best game of last generation um sure. i do think having a remastered version this close to it is a little weird um Right, we're talking yeah, a year. I do think that the fact that it bought so much kind of leads to the fact that these next gen consoles don't have much to offer game-wise if that many people are buying this game. Yep. Um so I don't right. so I think there's kind of a pro and con to that. The sales on that. I mean Sony doesn't care. They're selling units, but but I right. but I do right. think that you, you know like typically, you know, people buy these consoles hopefully with the understanding that those first nine to 12 months are going to be pretty dry. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I do, I like some HD remakes if it's been a certain period of time. I mean, I thought the wind waker HD was incredible. Um, I've been playing through, I played some of the metal gear, solid HD stuff on PS3, which is great. So I think a good HD remake is cool as long as there's sort of some time. I think The Last of Us is a little... I mean, it looks great, but, you know, it's kind of a filler gap thing between, you know, because they really don't have... You know that much to offer for the system i mean like uh, something like the halo kind of hd kind of remake for xbox one makes a lot more sense because like you've kind of right. like saying well i haven't played those games in forever like i want to get back into it right and like you can remix right. the maps and you add all that stuff whereas the last of us is literally right. and like correct me if i'm wrong Cobb, but aside from adding the dlc it's literally the exact same game in 1080p at 60.
2: Yeah, it's basically the same exact game, but it has that. And then they added a a photo mode, which is a little bit cooler. It's a little bit cool, but it's not an actual super addition to the the package that would cost that that would make you want to go buy that game for it. So,
0: well, the question I'll ask both of you is what percentage of the people because they are, you know, the argument that I'll make is that there are probably a lot of people, a fair amount of people that um that have purchased the remastered edition of Last of Us for the first mm-hmm. time um you know purchase purchased the game itself and are playing the franchise for the very first time or playing that game for the very first time what percentage of those people do you think that is of the purchases that are made and you know obviously we have no figures this is just your gut what is your gut today? gosh who knows I mean
2: that's like a I don't know. It's weird. You know what I'll give you? I'll give you the answer that the, the folks from uh, Rockstar gave when people were like, hey, why do you want another version of GTA 5 on next gen? And the guy was like, we sold 30 million copies of our game. <laughs> this but. is literally what he said. He's like, we sold 30 million copies of our game, but there are 6.9 billion people on the planet. That did not buy right. it.
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so basically, that's, that's my answer.
2: It's like, that's the, yeah. that's the yeah. reason why. We, it doesn't really even matter who didn't play it. If they get to enjoy it on the next gen console, then great. If they didn't get to do it on the yeah. old gen console, now they have an opportunity to, to play one of the best right. games that have ever, ever come out. So.
0: Right, which uh, GTA 5 I'll definitely be repurchasing along with uh, Lisa Brown's affectionately called Halo <laughs> Nostalgia Pack. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so uh, yeah. Um, but, there, you know, a lot of games were announced uh, recently at the aforementioned Gamescom. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was so, so much. So much. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'll try and quickly go over some of the highlights um there there are lots of new hardware additions um, from both sony and microsoft there were uh some new game announcements not not very many and in the, in the, from the triple of the triple a variety but many different indie games actually probably too many to announce um there were um the uh a a couple of games. Uh, also, the aforementioned Quantum Break was sh- finally shown. Gameplay of that was finally shown, and and you you know how I felt about it. Um, maybe we'll start there. Maybe we'll start with 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 uh, Quantum Break. If you guys have seen that video, what did you think of it? Um, because you know, obviously, I wrote my feelings, and I've kind of let people know what my feelings were on, on the show. What did you guys think of of Quantum Break?
3: Gadre. No, yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, Quantum Break is definitely one of those games that caught my attention back when it first started getting, um, y- you know, get, get getting noticed at uh, E three and such. Um, usually with these games, I don't like to watch these like really long gameplay demos. Like like I believe that the video that you posted on Spawn Point blog was like an eight minute gameplay video. But I did sure. watch this, and I would definitely say that. You know the whole like manipulating time thing does look pretty cool. It kind of looks like a first person version of uh, what's it, Braid? I believe it is the uh, platformer.
2: Oh, nice! Right, I didn't right, think about that. Right, That's a great yeah. comparison. Yeah, yeah,
3: so my hope is that it's very puzzle oriented, like Braid is, and that you can literally only get through parts of the game by manipulating time um aside from that i mean just graphically in terms of the lighting and shadows looks incredible um you know it i think the same thing i said with watchdogs is i really hope that the game is less heavy on the gunplay and more on the sleuthing and thinking about how to get through things and sort of sneaking around and that kind of stuff um but i it does look good i, I mean it's It's like definitely something that I would be willing to take a chance on. Um, I just hope that everything doesn't end up in a combat sequence where you're shooting 300 rounds at like a super armored person like they kind of showed near the end of uh, this video. Or if those do exist, I hope that there are alternative pathways to avoid or get around them. Um, I just think that in this era of gaming, that we really need to get past that as sort of the you know the thing for everything. But but um, yeah, no, it 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 looks good, you know, and it looks like a intriguing concept. Um, and you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm all about it.
2: Well, car? What did you? What did you think? Of um, that? I agree with Reef on that. Um, it, it's a really pretty game. It's that's one of those games that when I saw the the gameplay demo, I was like, "This is." It, I hate to say it, but it's like this is next gen. This is exactly what I was waiting on. <laughs> right, right. Um, the the funny things about that, um, and and I agree with what you said mostly uh, in the article. That basically, it's like the gimmick button. I think that when companies put out. The, the vertical slices of their games like this. And then people like yourself have a, have a, an opinion about it. You can only have an opinion from what you see, right? It's like, you can only right. have an opinion from right. the things that you've been shown. Um, right. From what, from what they showed, I am not that excited. The things that I am excited about are, if you remember in the first demo, when we first got any uh, gameplay footage of it at first, it was a part in which the game uh, froze there was a big explosion. There was a woman caught in that explosion, and he walked right. through the scene yeah. and moved the glass out of the way. As right. like it was, a, it was a small aside. It was, it wasn't something that was like it had to do with the gameplay in that respect. But it was a way to show that you are the fr- that you were not the frozen part of that scene, and everything else right. around you yes. is just stuck. But it still has physics. It still can be moved. It still has right. you know. It's so viable. If they can play off that in a puzzle format somehow, th- that would be that dope, would be dope, so dope, 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 dope. That's yeah. one aspect yeah. that I'm really yeah. hoping that they play into. And if it's remedy, I think they may kind of have that because Alan Wake had a little bit of that. And second, right. the more important part of this whole thing for me is the storytelling part of it, and which corresponds and correlates to the to the the television show that they're going to be doing. So if mm-hmm. that it, that's, that was the thing that I was hoping they were going to show during Gamescom, I was like if they can show some kind of connection between how the TV show is going to interact with the game and and vice versa, then I'm I'm on board. Um it looks pretty the guns shoot nicely and you know, it 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 still has that like Matrix-y kind of kind of deal. I'm I'm still hyped for it, but it's not they have to do a little bit more to really pull me in. It's not a game that I would go out and buy a console for.
3: Oh, absolutely not.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, what was, Kyle, what were the, were the two things, two things now from Gamescom, you know, now that the, now that the conference is, is all but over, um, the two things that you took away, the two most impactful things from, from the show.
2: Um, my main yeah. things were, actually, I'll give you, I'll give you my, my quick, quick, uh, hitter, uh, one is I want a Sunset Overdrive, um, bundle. <laughs> I'm so yeah. I'm so mad that it doesn't have a right. connect in it. I really want that bundle. If I do get it in Xbox right. One, I'm getting the Sunset Overdrive bundle. Right. I'm saying it now. Right. Uh, so uh,
0: quick 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 aside, not to cut you off, but you can find out the Xbox One bundles that are available or will be available soon on the SpawnPointBlog.com in an article called Bundles of Bundles.
2: <laughs> nice, and you might see it on N4G. So. Anyway. Oh, no, you won't actually. No. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, Nick <laughs> Seitzer. Um, so, two, so two, the two things I really liked that I saw were, um, that's literally, you won't see it because it got failed. Anyway, yeah. Is first of all, PT from Hideo Kojima, my dude, Hideo Kojima, Kojima san, and Guillermo del Toro. Who is not doing Word. anything with P.T., but doing something with the game that got that got announced after P.T., which is Silent Hills, which, if anyone knows me and knows that I am, one, a huge horror fan, and two, Silent Hill 2 was the best game of all time in that series, mm-hmm. understands how much I love that series, and I have been rocking with that joint from day one. P.T., which... Everyone was freaking out about and it was awesome that they kind of did that on Sony's side where they did the like, and you can go download it now kind of deal, which you don't do, right. which you don't get often. Right. Uh, people were racking their brains to find out what PT stood for. Uh, at first, I thought it was physical therapy, which now that, that, that wouldn't have been it. Uh, then I thought it was <laughs> poke and tickle and that, that wasn't it. And then, and then Kojima during his, uh, his Metal Gear 5 demo uh, said, it is playable trailer. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's transforming, yeah. and i was like i kind of appreciated the fact that it was just playable trailer <laughs> that was kind of, he was like no there wasn't any real deep thought about that we just wanted to put throw something out there which is brilliant it is one of the scariest experiences i've had in a long time i played it first he could have and then i had my wife play it who i know is a scaredy cat and it was like total jump fest in the house, in the Adams house, and I loved every second of it. I still haven't finished it because it's hard as hell. Weirdly, uh, it's 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 I can't explain. I can't explain it, but I don't want to. I want you to all play it if you have a PS4. If you don't have a PS4, you can maybe watch me put some footage up at some point, um, or you can just watch somebody on on Twitch do it. Um, that's one. Did you you sound like you had a, qu- a quick question?
0: No, no. I was just gonna say, you know, really, if he was smart, he would have said the PT stands for Pure Terror. That's true.
2: That's true. He could have, but that's, that's. But they're that not smart. Kojima. So yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah, yeah, after for. seeing them putting... I'm a marketing
1: genius. Oh, really? So. No, no, okay. Hashtag boutique game
2: console. <laughs> <laughs> the boutique uh, sixty four. And the second thing that was the best thing to come out of uh, Gamescom, in my opinion, and will refute all the Xbox fanboys who are so hot and bothered because you got MKV support for your damn console. Ooh, You got MKV support. I'm happy for you. You can now plug a damn uh, USB drive into your damn systems, you crackheads. Anyway, (laughs) we got... I'm not going to say we. Sony put in one of the craziest features I've ever heard in a long time. So if you heard back at E3 and they talked about SharePlay, the ability to have someone come in and play play your game for you, basically, uh, a.k.a. I Have No Friends mode. So... The whole discussion about people not, you know, Sony not innovating and not putting things into their console and everybody who was on the Sony side was like, "eh, they don't put anything in their console. With version 2.0 of your firmware, you're going to get a crazy feature that I'll I'll read it off actually from the PlayStation blog because I thought they they said it masterfully. They said the best way to think about share plays is a virtual couch. The PlayStation 4 will create an online local co-op experience by allowing you to invite a friend to join your game, even when they don't own a copy of it. With with this, uh, with this feature, you'll be able to play games with a friend just as if they were in the same room. So he says, let's say that uh, you have NBA 2K uh, and you'll be able to have someone play as a Miami Heat and you can play as the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. But like if you were doing in local co-op. So that means that you will be, be able to basically have another person on your team uh, controlling another person of that team. So it's not like versus. It's actually two people on the same and the same squad playing. Uh, or you'll be able to play Towerfall uh, Ascension quest mode uh, or or play Child of Light together in co-op. You can even have someone uh, uh, join into your game and assist you uh, if you can't do a part that you've been trying to do for a long period of time. It's like handing over a controller to a person in the room. This is one of the dopest ideas, concepts, concepts that I've heard in a long time for people who don't have friends. <laughs> like myself, if you don't have people that you want to have come over and you you're like, hey, I, you know, you don't live that that close to me, but you really want to play. I can totally have people play games with me now that i would never had play with me before. And we can play on the same team and do things that is not uh, just uh, multiplayer stuff. It can totally be like in the house stuff. I have Tower of Fall Ascension and I can't really play it because my wife doesn't play the games and I can now play it with somebody else who actually can play the game that's yeah. awesome yeah that is one of the yeah. dopest things i've heard in a long time so get off sony's balls <laughs> Reef, Reef <laughs> what, do, what do you I have i don't even know how to follow that up man
3: <laughs> <laughs> um but i will say my two main things was first of all one that i'm kind of upset about um so Microsoft announced um, the next game in the uh, sort of rebooted Tomb Raider series, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, now wow. I really enjoyed the Tomb Raider reboot. Um, it was pretty much as I understand. I'm not. Now I don't have experience with Uncharted, but as I understand, it was basically a dope, dope version of Uncharted with a uh, female protagonist um, I th- and gruesome death scenes. Yeah, and gruesome death scenes. Um, but I thought the game was really, really good, so I was definitely looking forward to the sequel. And, you know, apparently Microsoft stuffed enough money in uh, Crystal Dynamics' uh, pockets because it's a timed exclusive for, for Xbox um, for uh, holiday 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. And me being a PC gamer... And knowing and being comfortable with most Xbox One stuff coming over to Windows because there's not really a cannibalizing thing, right. I'm really questioning why this is not coming to PC. Um, at the same time, um, I just don't understand it. Um, I I know they have like limited resources and all that stuff, but you know, I I don't really like this time exclusive thing, man. Um, I can tell you why, why,
0: why? I've got the answer, Sway. I've got the answers. Tell me. Um, it's because they want you to buy an Xbox one. They don't want you to keep having a PC. They want you to buy a <laughs> console. The console isn't selling as well as they want it to. It's selling well, but they want it to sell better. Yeah. And they want you to buy
3: an Xbox yeah. one. Are there are there are there going to be like connect features in a Rise of the Tomb Raider? Exclusive connect features? You know, maybe hopefully, but
0: probably not. Because if you look at any of any and all of the Xbox One bundles that are coming out, they are all sans connect. Yep,
3: every single um, one.
0: Connect. Yes, connect is something that was a, something for the early adopters, and there will be few games. Um, that will make use of it. Uh, the there's uh, Dance Central Spotlight, uh, which is coming out soon. Your sports games will have uh, some type of Connect functionality, and other Ocean, aka Mike Mike J Micah's hashtag IDARB, right. uh, will have lots of Connect features in it. And uh, you you know I think the list is is pretty slim. After that, oh, and the uh, the Fantasia Evolved game. I feel yeah, like there you, just- you go.
3: I feel like you're going off message. I believe Microsoft said that Connect and Xbox One are one and the same. <laughs> right, right,
2: right. So right. so does this make me a dick for wanting to go get a, to get a a bundle with a Connect? Does this make me feel no. this make me stupid for getting for wanting to get a Connect now? Because I actually no, want it.
0: Because Connect is the future. Like I've said it before, I will not back down off of it. Um there Connect is the future. We were uh Kai and I were talking Uh, yesterday via Skype and I got an Xbox message while, while we were talking and I told my Xbox to read it to me and he was like, oh, you can't push the controller to do it, you know, to, to do that. I was like, no, it's just easier to do it this way, you know? And it is, yeah, it is connect is the fucking future and people need to understand that. And like, I, you know, I'm really upset with Microsoft, you know, the, the things that they're doing are great. But I'm really upset with Microsoft for not sticking to their guns stubbornly and 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 really trying to incentivize people to buy that peripheral. Um, it's just not going to see the same type of install base that it, that it would have if they had if they had stuck behind it, if they had stayed on message.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I that mean, home. that's the thing, though, right? It's like you you rifled off like three games. Is it still worth three games? Like, IDARB, yes. Like, IDARB has stuff in it that's going to make it worth it. Right. But besides that,
0: I, Dance Central is the shit. Dance, dance I, mean, I mean, if you've Central never played awesome. Dance Central, yeah, Dance Central is
2: amazing. Yeah, but that's I, I it. Agree. But again, that's if you have friends. Right. I have no friends. You could, dan- you could, come you could dance over by yourself. You could dance okay. over the
3: internet. You can challenge people that over the true. net, man.
2: That no, is true. Oh, that's okay. I don't know. Yes. Okay. I'll dance with you
0: over the net, man.
2: See, if yeah. you had chair play, then you could freaking dance right. with me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> remotely. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. Again, I will say to anyone who is interested in getting an Xbox One, those bundles are very, very attractive. And if you if you want to go out and get a bundle for three ninety nine, I don't. Or the Call of Duty one terabyte one for four ninety nine, yeah. I do not. I will not begrudge you. But I will say that you are missing a key component of the Xbox experience if you do not have a Kinect. Um, I will, I will stick with that. i, I Simpson Simpson. I stick to my story. I have <laughs> nice. no idea what
2: that reference yeah.
0: is. It's All a right. half-baked reference. Come on. So, what was? Ref- I'm sorry. So, what was your number two?
3: So the number two. Um, so. I really enjoyed the game, Remember Me, that came out. Um The, fi- sure. the fighting system was not as good as I wanted, uh, but the story was cool, the atmosphere was cool, and the soundtrack was amazing. Um, and the makers of them, Don't Nod Entertainment, kind of announced their next game, and I'm really happy that... I think they must have listened to the last episode of Spawn on Me that I was on where I was complaining that it seems like Telltale was the only one doing these uh, adventure games. They're coming out with an episodic adventure game called Life is Strange. Hmm. Um, And one of the cool things that people that I saw a lot of the article says it looks like Gone Home with time travel. Um, now, the indie game Gone Home, if you haven't played it, it's sort of a first-person game where you're the only person in the game, you, right. like like you see no one else in the game, but you get so involved in the lives of these characters that you read about, you find notes, you find tapes. It's just a perfect example of how to establish a world without you know direct sort of chat boxes and decision trees and... and interaction and stuff and this game looks like it captures the sensibilities and style of Remember Me but sort of mixing it with that kind of um of uh, atmosphere and a l and a level building. Um so I'm really, really excited about this uh game. Um and I believe that they're gonna release it in a five episode thing which is similar to huh. to like Wolf cool. Among Us and like Walking Dead. So yeah, I'm really excited for this um really looking forward to it um you know i love AAA games as much as everyone but i also think that you know th- the well-roundedness of gaming is really when games like this can get major billing at a show like gamescom um so yes so like i'm really excited about it
2: that's dope okay all,
0: all right. right so 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 for me um the first thing that that or the the two things that I was most excited about or, or the two takeaways that I took uh that I was most excited about and at least initially um didn't have to do with the games themselves but the consoles um so on the Xbox side Microsoft announcing one the uh $40 digital tuna for the EU um for the European market that will finally allow, um, users in Europe to use, uh, to watch TV on your Xbox. Um, so that was an exciting thing, but that wasn't the thing that really excited me. The, the new addition of being able to stream video or stream television to smart glass. So wherever you've got a uh, smart glass connected whether it be on your windows windows pc or if it's a you know whatever tablet tablet do you have iphone android windows or or your you know whatever your mobile device is you'd actually be able to stream your television directly to that and use the one guide to switch between channels and what have you um, so so it, you know basically it it girlfriend proofs your your gaming sessions or wife proofs your gaming sessions um, or husband proofs your gaming sessions, as it were, um, and and allows you to continue gaming and keeps the keeps the home happy because people are able to watch their shows and do do that thing while you're still able to game. Um, that was really exciting. And I, I look forward to. Hearing how it works in Europe and then seeing um, how long it takes to make it to migrate its way across over to the States. Um, uh, there are some impl- interesting applications if it makes its way over to the States intact, uh, considering that we don't need to use the $40 add-on in order to get uh, television to work, the digital tuner add-on. Um, so, and, you know, we'll talk about those at a later date. I don't want to, um, give them ideas to keep them from, from doing it. Right. Um, the other thing that I was going to use, much like me stealing your entry, um, Eternal Champions earlier, you stole mine with SharePlay, um, because that's, that's effing amazing, um. Uh, so so we you know, we talked about SharePlay and I'll, I'll just say that it it sounds eerily familiar to what Microsoft was talking about with their family sharing plan um, when they initially announced the Xbox One um, and they, they got rid of it uh, in lieu of all the bad press that they were getting for all of some of their other decisions. And, and they really didn't didn't do a good job of explaining what it was. And they did you know, they didn't have a clear marketing message um so so that's gone at least it's tabled for now hopefully it will return um and you know unfortunately for microsoft they were the ones to announce it first but um you know when they finally do bring it back if they do uh people will say that they're just copying sony um you know because i i can't i can't not see shareplay being a tremendous success uh, for for the console and for gamers in general and, you know, for people like Khalif who have no friends. Um, Basically. Then, then, then uh, so. So in light of that, I will say that the, the one thing, the one takeaway that that I had um, in addition to to those two things was the number and the breadth of independent games that were that will be released. Um, on ID at Xbox um, for that ID at Xbox system um, it was much maligned and and rightfully so um, there were some real real draconian measures that were put forth coming out of uh, you know Xbox corporate uh, regarding uh, how people were able to uh, use the system how much it would cost um, the parity clause where you couldn't you know, the, the, the games had to be released at least either first or on identical days and on the on the Xbox if they were gonna put it on another system. Um, and and they've managed to even in light of even in light of not really changing those rules but kind of relaxing them a little, um, they've managed to secure Lots of different developers doing really, really innovative and uh, weird things that I would want to play. There's the Space Explorers game where you basically like there's two modes to the game. You spend time building a fort and some ships in space. And then the second part of the game is you go and attack somebody else who's done the exact same thing. Um, You know, and the person who destroys the other one wins. There's this prison escape game that seems really, really cool. There are a, a bunch of really cool games that look like they're going to be out in the next, you know, six to, to 12 months Um, on on the console in the in the independent space. And and more importantly, um, a genre that's that's sorely missing. Right now is uh, strategy games, and there were a quite a few strategy games that looked like they were they were going to be making their way to the console really soon.
2: So 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 basically, yeah. it sounds like oh, I'm glad you said that because uh, before we before we start to boogie out of here, two games uh, that I'm really excited for that I did not think that I was going to be excited for NHL 15.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. also
2: WWE 15.
0: Wow! Yeah, I'm sorry I about did those, huh?
2: not think that I was going to want these games, but I but looking at some of the stuff that I've seen so far, I'm really excited for it. And um, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, again one of the things where people have bemoaned this generation already into this weird like it's over and everyone is dead kind of deal. <laughs> and we've seen from Gamescom and then TGS uh, Tokyo Game Show coming up soon. That everything is just starting to get started, so right. you know, calm down. Let everyone make right. their games. Don't write your uh, "what I want to see in this game" article before it comes out, <laughs> because yeah. that doesn't do anyone any good. Right. And then you know, get to enjoy the stuff that you're gonna that you're about to play, because we have yeah. a lot of good stuff on the horizon that's coming.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, DayZ on the PS4. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And that finally drops. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think we're going to start to get up out of here. It was a pretty long show, but it was an awesome show. Um, Brother Sharif uh, from Operation Q, Rhyme Right, uh, everything on the Internet, SharifJackson.com. Please let everyone know what your social media business is so that way they can find you and listen to your show and, and follow your live tweeting and all the good stuff that you do.
3: Sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Sharif Jackson. That's S S and Sam H A R E E F S and Frank Jackson, um, and that's pretty much in every social network. I'm under the user ID Sharif Jackson um, on Twitter for my podcast Operation Cubicle, which is corporate life from a black geeky perspective. You could tweet at Operation Cube, um, or you could find us at Facebook.com/slash Operation Cubicle or subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Podomatic by typing in Operation Cubicle. That'll get you both our show about corporate life as well as the Rhyme Right podcast where we talk about hip-hop. Um, so check those out as well as my uh, science blog at sharifjackson.com um, where I talk about science and STEM diversity and you know its effect on the world. So um, check me out at all those places. And I, I might be on Spawn on me again as well. Um, right. so Don't we act like you're to... not going to be. Don't make it sound like
2: I might be on the show again. You're going to be on the damn show. Don't make it sound
3: like that. I might be on the show again. So <laughs> as long as Nick uh, Sezer1, whatever his name is, doesn't right. uh, hate on me. Don't be on the show.
2: See, can you let everybody know our social media business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, you can find uh, our great Captain Kajakins or Khalif Adams at Kajakins. Uh, You can find uh, the mumbler and fumbler of words and names. Uh, Yours truly, Cicero Holmes at Stubby Stan. You can find the show at uh, Spawn on Me. You can find the site at Spawn Point Blog. Uh, You can go to the site, the spawnpointblog.com. Um, also, make sure you check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud and Swell and Stitcher and any place else that you would uh, find your uh, n- normal podcast. That's important. Um, and then rate, subscribe, tell your grandma, tell your cousin and them, tell everybody. Um, find us on Facebook at the spawn point gaming blog and also the site at these uh the spawn on me <laughs> spawn on me podcast also on on facebook like and and uh like us there and and be part of the conversation um it's it's all really important over there we we talk about a lot of different things um and uh before we go I want to give a quick shout out to the Peniman Doctrine, John Pennyman and Molly Mack over there. I was on the show, uh, the 73.5 show. Um, it was a great time. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, but I will warn anyone who wants to go and take a listen to the show. It is R.A.W. Raw. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So if if this show, if we're normally explicit and this particular episode was a little bit more more explicit than we normally are, um, you would blush after <laughs> listening to this show, going to listen to that cool. one. Um, but it was but it was a it was a really, really, really fun time. And uh, we do talk about some uh, some wonderful topics. So if you are not afraid of the the blue language um, and then then go and, and, you know, talks of scatology, um, please go right ahead and take a listen. Go check out the Pennyman Doctrine. Um, they're, they're a really great podcast. So thanks a lot for having me on.
2: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And we want to thank all yeah. of you guys for listening. Um, we're going to leave you with a, a different, uh, ending to our show this week. Uh, musically, uh, you, you'll get a little bit of, uh, uh stuff that we find a little bit topical for what's going on. Uh, and instead of saying peace, this show, we'll say hands up, don't shoot.
3: Hands up, don't Hands shoot. Up, don't shoot. Word up. All
2: right, y'all. Be good. Be safe. Yeah. Love each yeah. other. And, uh, yeah, exactly. make sure that you look out for each other. All right, y'all? We are
0: all Ferguson. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Word up. Be good. Take care and peace. Peace. Fire! Come down,
1: boss. You were put here to protect us. But who protects us from you? you say that's illegal doesn't mean that that's true Uh your authorities never question no one questions you if i hit you i'll be killed but you hit me i can sue